Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. We're recording at the incredible Wheatwood Hall Hotel Podcast Studio. This is a podcast that goes way beyond stigma. We talk about men's mental health and mindset. We encourage the type of conversation that will open you up to another way to live life, another way to see yourself and the world around you. If you are ready for that, you're in the right place. I'm Stevie Ward and I'm an ex professional rugby league player and captain and now I guess I'm a bit of a podcaster, speaker, actor, writer, entrepreneur. I'm still working all that out but at Mentality we help men take control of their mindset by teaching them to find purpose, resilience and what I believe is the new success inner peace. That sounds good. If you are that guy who is waking up to the fact that they need to do something different in life and the same old habits aren't working for you, it might be time to step up. If you want to start your journey with us, you can go to mentality.co.uk forward slash coaching to join the best team you have ever seen. Hey everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Mentality Podcast uh, with me, John Bell, one of, not just the Mentality Counselor, because I'm here today with Simon Arthur, who's our latest addition to the Mentality Counseling team. Really, really proud to welcome you along, Simon. Hello. Thank you, John. Thank you very much. Um, as I said briefly in the intro there, you're, you're our latest addition to the Mentality Counselling team. Obviously, Mentality recently welcomed Lee Jewett, who's going to be our counsellor over in the Northwest in Lancashire. Got myself, obviously, in Yorkshire, and you're going to be taking up the reins in London, which is awesome. Um, I guess it's a question that is still levelled at everyone who chooses the weird and wonderful world of psychotherapy and counselling, but why counselling? What, what led you to this world? Oh, it's such an interesting question, and I'm sure we get asked it quite a lot. And f- for me, there's uh, there's a number of different strands to that question. I mean, f- firstly, my um, my family background. My mum's she she worked in mental health for years, so I was kind of you know around you know listening about her work, and um, you know she worked in she, she was a social worker for a long time, so she worked with um, you know some really kind of uh, acute situations. And that just, that, I suppose that's always kind of stayed with me and thought, oh, maybe, maybe that will be a field that I would work in at some stage. But then also what I realized, you know, especially around school time and um, and then you start going out drinking with your mates and stuff. And I remember just when when there was some event or when someone did something which was out of the norm or, or some behavior, I always, you know, used to observe others quick, quick to judge. But then I always used to think, well, what's what's going on with that person? What's kind of led to that behavior? So I knew that I was quite interested in, you know, psychology and the human mind from from early doors. And then, you know, various points in, in my life, seen, been to therapy myself um, and had some quite mixed experiences as well, which, which have stayed with me. So some, you know, good good therapists and, and some experiences which have been not been so good. So it's been interesting when I started training to um, 
you know, just to kind of understand the the differences about that. And and then the final point, and and maybe it's something which you know we'll, we'll come on to later, but I, I still think I mean things are moving slightly, but the people, a lot of the people who train to be therapists are female and um you know it's it's quite a kind of dare i say it a kind of kind of middle class pastime as well and i think that one of the reasons i wanted to train to be a therapist was just that you know just being part of something or or being a therapist that's going to be accessible for men people who've not necessarily even considered going because they look at that and think oh well you know is is that really for me so yeah there's there's a number of different aspects to answering that question that's a, that's a really interesting answer. It's, it's many stranded. And I think the more and more we speak to therapists, the more they realize that it's as much the lived experience and much to, a, about what they went through both personally and growing up and their own evil, emotional and evolutionary experiences as much as it is to do with it, going to going towards it as a profession. But you touched on something there that I'd like to sort of bring up, which is your experience of personal therapy. And, and without going into too much details, the reasons that took you to personal therapy, just want to elaborate a little bit more on how that shapes your understanding of what makes a good therapist. It's quite, it's, it's, it, I learned that it's, it's quite a unique relationship because you can feel heard by someone, you know, they are there to listen to you and what's going on in your inner world. And, you know, the experiences that I've had, which have been, I've, I've felt, oh yeah, that, you know, that therapist was great. I think it's quite, it's quite a holding space and it's, you almost feel like that person you know, can, can, can believe in you and, and make you feel confident. You've got the inner resources to, um, you know, to be able to look at stuff during the therapy and then come out of that thinking, yeah, okay, well, I'm feeling a bit more resilient about life or I've got a, a deeper understanding of myself or a situation or, or situations which have maybe been beyond my control events that have happened to me that I'm struggling to react to. So I, I really do think it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a unique relationship it's a supportive space, but, you know, we're not there to, it's a very boundary relationship as well. You know, we're not there to be people's mates and, 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 and people's friends, but I've, I've, I've seen it. I've come away from experiences which have been great where I thought, right, okay, I've got, I feel a bit more energized and a bit more refreshed to, you know, to look at situations in different ways. Okay. That's really interesting. Obviously taking that from your sort of personal experience of therapy into training um, as a therapist, I know that when I first went to, I did a master's in psychotherapy and the, I was told very early on that this would be like the, the Royal Marines for the mind. And I sort of scoffed at that suggestion, the idea that somehow I was going to be broken down to be built up in their image and that all I was going to go through was this huge transformational process, which um, I found within simple months to be very correct. Um, how much did your therapeutic training sort of knock you down to build you up again? And how much do you equate um, your training to how you see the world and operate as a clinician now? I mean, looking back, you know, when people train as a therapist alongside a, a full-time job and, and, and so on, you know, in, in some ways it should come with a health and safety warning and they, they don't really prepare you for the impact that it can have <laughs> because, you know, there'll be, you it's come true. back at the end of the week thinking, geez, you know, there's, there's a lot of inner work that needs to be done and, you know, therapists have to be part of a group and, you know, looking at and, and, and seeing how you react to other people in the group. So it can be really mentally exhausting and, and mentally draining. It's fantastic training to do with someone who's maybe, you know, between jobs or not working or, you know, can really immerse themselves in it, but it's um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot to 
to deal with. And I'm glad I was proud of myself that I came through it. You know, you have to, as you know, you have to do a placement. And um, so that's like another job in itself. But, you know, having the time to reflect afterwards on, and and again, without one thing I learned about therapists is they can speak a language of their own, you know, when people are talking about their modalities and approaches and stuff. And I just think it can be quite overwhelming for people when they're, you know, stressed and they need to speak to someone. It's like, you know, are, are they actually really that interested in more, all these less modalities? Is more and, and, sim- and simple is clearer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Less, like, less is more and simple is clearer. Yeah. yeah. But it did make me realize, it did make me reflect, particularly afterwards, on well, how I'm going to practice, what are the key qualities that I feel that like I have as an individual, how's my, how's my life and how's my, my work experience, um, how's that going to influence on the way that I practice as well? And some of the issues that I might hope to specialize in too. So the great thing about it is, you know, it's training courses. It's, you know, you're not necessarily on a conveyor belt and you're not all um, exactly clones of each other. You all come with really unique experiences and so on. And and then everyone's going to be a unique therapist. If I was trapped in a lift with you, Simon, which I'm I'm sure would be a, a thoroughly pleasant experience. You're very good company. However, if I found you tra- found ourselves trapped in a lift and you had to uh, make an elevator picture about the unique nature of the kind of therapist that you are, what crystallizes you as a therapist in distinction to, you think, other therapists? What what do you think your USPs and true practice-based power is as, 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 cool, as a practicing psychotherapist? You've got, you've, and the thing is, you've only, it's well, only a, it's I a mean, I'm lift. not great. It's a quick lift. So you've only got 30 seconds. So what do you tell me? Oh, okay, thirty seconds, fine. I say because I'm not great in enclosed spaces, so you know, I'd be the one that'd be needing a therapist in in that situation if it was for too well, long. Trapped in with me, um, mate. Um, I think that, and again, just through speaking with people about their experiences with therapists, a lot of people will carry around a, a lot of shame within them, and they'll internalize it, and they might not realize it. We're all very good at showing people we're close to or not the parts of ourselves that we want them to see. But one thing that I'm really in, intent on as a developer, as a practitioner is knowing that, you know, people can, it's going to be a holding space a non-judgmental space. I know every counselor says that, but then actually you hear about experiences where people have been, you know, they felt like, Oh wow, I've revealed a part of myself or something which I'm not proud of. And I feel like my counselor is judging me, you know, that, that, that doesn't get talked about much in our circles. Um, and it's something that I conscientiously think about before, you know, during and afterwards when I reflect on each session. It's that space where people can just lay it all out, all cards on the table, you know, cards they might not even be aware of yet. That's really interesting. It's really interesting. Not a bad elevator pitch. It's probably about a minute that, but maybe it was a slower lift. Yeah, true, true. Well, <laughs> we were waiting for the repairman, weren't we? So, so over to mentality and... I guess I will take your version of events as to why we find you here as our third mentality counsellor, obviously overseeing London and the South in, yeah. in that endeavour. And we you know we're great to have you. It's great to have you on board and have you as part of a team. It's great to have a team. I guess from my perspective, just to sort of give listeners a bit of background for those who haven't already heard, and I know we've got some great listeners who have sort of followed the journey of mentality and the counselling as well. Obviously, they started out about a year ago when Stevie and I decided to put together mentality counselling and we really went for it. And this was a bit of a, well, let's see if this floats type of idea. 
Oh, it's been a brilliant 12 months. We've just gone through sort of 12 months of, of practicing. We've brought Lee on board recently to turn it, it into just two counselors and then very quickly hot on the heels of that, you've come along and we've got three and suddenly we're a, we're a team, th three male therapists, which in and of itself, um, as far as I'm concerned, feels unique. It feels like a unique space, but tell me a little bit more about sort of your understanding and discovery of mentality and why I find you here now as a colleague. Well, I mean, because I, I mean, I'm based in the South now, have been for a decade, but I spent a large part of my childhood growing up in Hull in East Yorkshire. So, you know, huge rugby league town and, um, you know, there'll be listeners to this, perhaps not too familiar with the sport, but but I was, you know, I, I actually went to watch Stevie Wood play a, a lot of times and, and Lee, funnily enough, when they were both professional rugby league players, um, you know, paid money to go and see them. I think if they paid money to see me watching rugby they'd, they'd be asking for their money back I think but um so I actually I was aware of what Stevie had set up was it five years or so ago and had kind of um you know followed on social media and got an understanding of of what they were looking to do never thought for one minute they'd be setting up a a, a counseling practice so I was really interested to see that you know a year ago when you came on board so you know it was exactly the type of organization that I wanted to be a part of because I felt it's it spoke to or was attempting to speak to to reach out to a demographic which may never even consider going to therapy might actually be resistant to it or someone they know a loved one might come across mentality might listen to the podcast go on the website coaching program whatever and think ah oh, well yeah you know my partner or my brother or cousin they may that they might be interested in that. So it really kind of aligned with, you know, back to one of my points earlier on about why I originally trained to become a therapist is to, you know, to, to be of service and to provide a space for people who, you know, the thought of going to therapy terrifies them and they don't know what it's about. That's really interesting. Really interesting. An email pops into my inbox probably about four months ago. You and I, to put no too fine a point on it, fanny about in terms of meeting and actually having a conversation um, because uh, schedules are schedules and also uh, men love to talk around a subject but never actually bloody do it which is what you and I did for a while but eventually we managed to catch up you'd sent me an email saying this mentality thing looks good what I really really liked was the fact that you were like I see this and this is why I talk about vulnerability vulnerability is the art of having a go where risk risk is risk is mild to moderate and you know outcome is not guaranteed and you dropped an email into my inbox and went if you were looking for therapists i'd i'd be good with this and i, I kind of like that because in a world where we're always told to package and sort of always put on a a sense of pretentiousness or never really say what we feel you kind of just went i like this i like what you do how are you doing Let's go for it. And so I felt like a, you know, obviously as the counselor, as, as as the counselor in in mentality at the time, but obviously not one of the directors or anything like that. I thought, well, I don't decide whether this guy comes on board or not, but it'd be good to have a chat with him. And so we had a chat, and things kind of take, took sort of went on from there, really, didn't they? But what was your sort of sense of what you were joining and 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 the kind of counselling environment that you wanted to be part of? Just felt different. It, it, it felt quite fresh and, you know, as, as, and to be like we had, you know, Lee was on the podcast last week and he, you know, we're joining around the same sort of time. It's, it's, um, 
you know, offering a service that, yeah, we're trying to reach men, but it's not only for men, is it? I just think something which is um, just, yeah, just, just, just feels kind of different. And, you know, mentality is not just obviously defined by the counseling service, but, you know, hopefully as we, if we can grow it and people, you know, know about us and then able to share our experiences of what therapy was like with us in, in, in terms of testimonials. You know, I, I just think it's 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 a really exciting time for, for us to be growing it. But then, you know, I'm seeing hell of a lot of people around who, you know, could really benefit from just having, you know, maybe just a few therapy sessions about what's going on in in their lives. And also looking at my, my, my practice work this week, a lot of events going on outside of our control, you know, world events and stuff. So all that feeds into our sense of security or not so, or, you know, emotions, which we're all taught to, to hide and regress, you know, like fear and anger about situations and things, but it's just all just bringing that, bringing that to light. So hopefully we can have a better understanding of ourselves, love ourselves more, and then in turn be, you know, better person, more loving person for those around us, whoever, whoever they may be. Uh, that's really good answer to that because actually there's so many inherent things in that statement you just made that are not naturally, and certainly the archetypes and, and, and the straight jackets as men that we grew up around, around not necessarily showing that unconditional love, that warmth, that vulnerability, that gentleness. These are not things that, you know, we're taught not necessarily as men. And I think part of our role in mentality counseling is to redress and to challenge the status quo around how men should be working out their lives and navigating their lives in the 20 in the 21st century in response to what they're thinking and feeling not repressing that stuff but actually welcoming it in and working with it but on that note i guess what i would like to ask is two things and you can answer them both together the, the, the first thing is how are you going to be practicing and what can a what can a client expect from you? Now I know the caveat that as a therapist, that every client receives a different kind of therapy depending on what they need. We need to be person centered in that approach. But what can a client expect from you, and how are you going to be practicing, and when? If if I was looking and and, and looking to find a therapist down in the south of England, and you popped up, why would I go with you, Sam? And how would I find you? Well, that, I mean, just to, to answer the, one of those points. It, the process of finding a therapist can be really overwhelming for people. You know, they can just click into the counseling directories and there's thousands of, of people out there like, like us. So that can in some ways add to someone's, you know, stress and sense of helplessness almost just by the process of finding the therapist. So hopefully we're going to be accessible, you know, dependent on different parts of, of the country and location and so on. I'd offer, a, you know, an initial sort of 20 minute, half an hour phone call free of charge you know consultation just to kind of get an understanding of um what's going on for that person you know what's led them to, to therapy and you know you'll know as well as i do that the chances of someone making a success out of therapy you know finding out what they want to from it feeling better maybe will be if they're the one motivated to do this this can't really work if it's um oh yeah my girlfriend thinks i should go to therapy or my mum does and yeah i'm just going to make them feel better no that that that's not that's not going to work it has to be motivation on on self but look you know the first few sessions it did be you know if if, so, if someone's listening to this and they've not been to therapy before 
it'll just be you know, an opportunity for them just to open up about whatever they want. So yes, I work in a person-centered way, but I'm also influenced by other um, areas of psychotherapy and particularly some, you know, more kind of contemporary and, um, you know, recent approaches such as narrative therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy. I work in a very integrative way. So that means that I will just kind of, um, you know, use different bits, bits of different melting pots for whatever that client brings and whatever they need. So it's, it's not meant to be an easy, therapy is not an easy process but it can be a very enriching process but you know i'm a firm believer that if we can improve how we feel about ourselves then that's going to impact on everything that's within our control and events that are out of our control too hopefully that answers your question it certainly does no it does uh, you know just to sort of reaffirm that obviously there's some amazing work going on behind the scenes on our on our mentality website and now you know what was what was the reserve of just me uh, and my wafflings about the kind of therapist that I am is now been joined by the wafflings of two other very good therapists too. So both Lee and Simon now can be found on the Mentality website, mentality.co.uk forward slash counselling, where you can read all our different profiles there, depending on where you are in the country and obviously find the therapist that suits you. Obviously we're divided up into sort of um, into geographical areas, but if one of us suits, this is the thing about therapists, it's absolutely about it's about the, what the client needs. And if one of us suits in a certain way, that's absolutely cool too. But Simon, it's been absolutely brilliant to talk to you today. It's been great to talk to you in my first ever podcast. I've popped my podcast cherry as a host and I'm kind of proud. And I couldn't think of anyone better to pop that with than yourself, my man. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we go back. <laughs> we'll leave that metaphor there. However, um, we go back probably about three or four months, probably slightly longer in terms of this being in the offing. So I'm super proud that we've got this position where not only did we manage to have that ever elusive conversation, but we've got to a point where you've joined the team now and what mentality counseling has offered over the last 12 months with, 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 with the addition of Lee and now with yourself, my man has just got stronger and stronger. So, I am really, really proud to welcome you in as our third therapist and I feel very privileged in that endeavour. So, mate, without further ado, thank you so much for your time today. It's a pleasure, John. You've been a natural, the old podcasting. Hopefully we won't be stuck in a lift <laughs> together, but you never know. We're going to be working together, so who knows what the future holds. I can't think, yeah, I, I, I can think of people I'd rather be stuck in a lift with than you, but I mean, that's not nothing to do with it. It's less to do with you and more to do with me. But um, absolutely, thank you so much for your time today, Simon. Um, for those who are listening, uh, drop us a line, get in touch. As Simon said, you know, you can, you're more than happy to have these initial conversations where we're chatting and finding out what you need and what suits you. It's about what you need. It's not about our agenda, it's about serving the client. And so get in touch and we'll let you know exactly how we can help and if we can help them. If we can't, we'll refer you one, but certainly Mentality Counseling is open and ready and waiting for your call. So get in touch, it'd be great to hear from you. Thanks a lot and catch you soon. Simon is now available for sessions in person face-to-face -face therapy or walking therapy in East London or Central London. Alternatively, you can join him on Zoom. All the details can be found on our website, mentality.co.uk forward slash counselling or reach out to him at simon.counselling at mentality.co.uk to arrange your free consultation.